What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 13 of Crave the Book. In today's episode, we cover chapters 45 through 48 of Tracy Wolf's Crave series. And this is also the first episode, or the I guess the last episode that we'll do before Thanksgiving break. So it's got a lot of spice, just like any good Thanksgiving dinner. We have a really great scene with Flint, that marshmallow scene that everybody loves so much. My personal favorite scene with Flint. And then we also have the super duper romantic scene with Jackson in his tower. And it gets a little bit spicy this episode. So guys, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> uh, happy Thanksgiving for our U.S. listeners. Guys, welcome to Crave the Book. Uh, this is episode 13, and today we're going to be covering chapters 45 through 48. We finally get a little bit of spice. Just a little bit. Not, not too much spice. This is YA. But, um, guys, just a couple little it's quick chicken korma level spice. Just, yeah, just, you know, just, just a little, little bit. When you go to the Indian restaurant and they ask you how spicy, like, this is just a level one spice. Just one, one pepper. Mwah, one pepper from Amber and I. Um, so, guys, this is actually the last episode that we will be doing before Amber comes to the United States to visit. So hopefully next week's episode, you get a little bit of Starla and Amber in the same room. And um, I don't know how that's going to make it different since you guys are just listening to it, but <laughs> it will be very exciting. We, and we, we assure you. So look forward to that. But um, Amber, I know you're kind of still copying pasting, but there's a specific sound that I think the listeners need to uh, look out for if they haven't finished the book series. Do you want to tell them what that sound is? Of course I can, Starla. It is that. <laughs> it is, of course, the wolf howl. The moment that you hear that noise, uh, just be aware that everything after that sound will be probably a spoiler. So we try and keep everything before that sound, non-spoiler, no surprises, everything that we have included up to that chapter. And then after that sound, that is the boundary for our episode and everything after that is going to probably be anything right up to covet um, even caught if we've heard any rumors. So stay clear if you don't want anything ruined. Yeah. And I've got some big spoilers in this episode. And if you haven't read at least Crush, you're going to be like, what? <laughs> so you're definitely going to want to pause it. But you can always come back. You can come back and listen to it once you've caught up. Um, So let's go ahead and get started. Grace makes her trip back to the library where we finally get to meet Amka, who is just the the picture-perfect hippie character. Love her. I love her entire vibe. Um, she wears, like, the big, long, flowy skirt, and she's got hair tinsel, and... Um, yeah, she's she's just very a whimsical character. But there was something that she mentioned that I just didn't catch my first time reading, or maybe I thought that it was going to be important, but it was never brought back up again. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, or if it's a made up word, then you know, if, I'm I'm sure it probably is made up. But she says that she is from the Inupiat tribe, which is apparently a tribe of witches that are very elemental based. Um. I wonder, 
See, see, that's never brought back up. And in, in, in the last episode, we discussed that there were four major vampire families that was also never brought back up. Now, with Court being a book that is going to have, I think Tracy had said like a thousand pages, I hope that we get a little bit of this playing back in because we never hear about this again. Um, which I, I, Amber, when you pictured uh, Amka, did you give her kind of like that Native American like vibe? Yes, as as much that a Brit could. Yeah. Um, like we don't really have much to do with their heritage or, or any of the tribal um, things that a lot of Americans grow up with and knowing. Um, we don't have reservations. Not that I know of anyway. Um, so everything that I do have in my head is what the media portrays and that's not always true to form. So yeah, I think I tried to in my imagination, but I probably didn't do a very good job. Yeah. I mean, Tracy described her as having, um, like a copperish skin tone, which when I, I, I usually don't like the use of the word copper. And I know that a lot of, um, people with native American heritage, heritage don't like that. But I feel like when I think of copper, I think of like how the light reflects on the high cheekbones, almost like when you do like a highlight. Um, so I I did get a little bit of that. Like she, maybe she has on like, you know, a little bit of makeup. She's got the hair tinsel. She's, I don't know. I think that she is. What is hair tinsel? Hair tinsel? You can, you know how you can do like hair extensions and feather extensions and things? Um, hair tinsel is where you can have uh, tinsel like actual tinsel crimped into the strands of your hair, like underneath, but it shines through your hair and it makes it look like you have big, long glitter strands through your hair. Oh my God. It's pretty, but they I tug your hair. I love tinsel so much. Like you can Christmas buy Christmas is my favorite time. Christmas is my favorite time because of tinsel. I love sparkles and pretty shiny things. I didn't know you could get it in your hair. Yeah, and you wash your hair. You wash it with it in your hair. It just stays in your hair. I mean, you probably couldn't straighten your hair because it would burn it. But um, if you look online, I bet they've got, uh, I bet they've got kits to do it yourself. And, well, and Amber has no, pink I hair now. I'm doing. I do. I do have pink hair now. She may seed it up. It might not be still pink by the time <laughs> this episode is. You have to wash it with cold water. Cold water, Amber. Cold water. Um, let's see. Oh, and, and yeah, her Amka's eyes did like a swirly thing. And then she had, there was a little bit of um, foreshadowing, which we'll talk about in the spoiler section. But it's it just, it's weird because I don't think we've seen any other witches who have that ability i mean i'm sure we don't really get a lot of witches i guess other we than i don't really know what that ability is i didn't know whether it was like seeing into the future or whether she can just read her mind is she a telepath or is she psychic or I... is she a fu- like a future teller was it what fortune teller no yeah uh, uh there uh, must be a better name for that there is someone who can see uh oh god S- i was about to say sightseer <laughs> That's uh, why I'm going to be next week. Sightseer. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I can't remember offhand, but I know, I know what you're, yeah. Um, and then, and then I, I love that you noted that she handed her, she's like, here, have some water. Everybody is giving yeah. Grace water. And I keep thinking yeah. like, is it, is this water? Are is, they drugging her? Yeah. I, I thought the whole first read that they were drugging Grace, but apparently they really were just offering her water, except 
Grace points out a few scenes later that maybe Amka knew that she was going to need the water because she would be thirsty. It's it's very strange. She's definitely thirsty, otherwise she wouldn't have ended in Jackson's room. Yeah. Uh, um. Oh, yeah. I, I I wasn't even. I that blew over my head, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's what you, oh. Um, but along with that psychic note, Anka said you're more than you think you are after she, what, she took Grace's hand. And then Grace said, I don't know what you mean. And Anka said, you will when you need to. Like, that. that's probably the biggest piece of foreshadowing that I think we get in the whole book. Well, yeah, but also within that conversation, Amka says to Grace, don't be scared. And then Grace says, oh, I'm not scared. I'm not afraid. To which Amka says, you're more than you think you are. So the first read through, that's how I read the conversation, was that you are more scared than you think you are. Oh. But then obviously I read it again today. And I was like, no, I missed this completely. She knows that there's something up with Grace. I have a lot of theories about Amka. I have a lot. Um, And I think that those are going to play in in court. I really hope they do because I feel like that we... She's a a pretty cool character and we don't really see much after this. Exactly. Like Tracy went through great lengths to describe Amka even more so than some of the members of the order who could arguably be more relevant characters because we see them more. Uh, for example, Liam, who you you didn't even remember Liam. <laughs> like no. you're like who? Raphael. Yeah, these we don't hear a lot about them, even though we see them more than we see Amka. But Amka was she was really described, which le- that's usually a, a hint from an author that that character is going to to play a role in later. Um. But Amka, she hands Grace a note, sends her down because she says dragons would be a good place to start. And then conveniently, Flint is sitting at one of the tables, except he's being super sketchy because right when Grace walks up, he has a look that Grace describes as like she can't explain the, the expression he's making. And then he gets super excited, but he like closes the book and slides it away nonchalantly. And then Grace, Grace, uh, like asks him about the book. Well, she recognizes the language on the book, and it's exactly the same book that Leah was reading. Yeah, and and Flint's super sketchy. And Flint acts mad about it, but Grace sums that up to just, oh, you know, he doesn't like Leah. <laughs> but yeah. Also, they are in the myth section of the library. Hmm. The mystery, the mystery section of the library. That's very so, interesting. Um, you'd think, like, eat, like I, I went to university, so I know that you don't necessarily read the book based in the section that you picked it up in. You might pick up the book and then walk to a different section of the library. So that's what I interpreted that as: is that he'd picked up a book and he was reading it, but the tables or the sofas or the chairs that were in that section may have been occupied already so he had taken it to a different one but there was something kind of suspicious about the fact that he was reading like a foreign language he was because he, he even mentioned a class of ancient foreign languages and or ancient magical languages 
and um, he wasn't reading it in that section of the library. He was reading from the mystery section, hmm. which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. The The library looks really I'll, – I'll go ahead and flash a picture on the screen of what it looks like in the um, in the Crave game. Um, it, it doesn't look anything like I personally picture it. I personally, I picture it with, well, the stickers and things, obviously, um, in the game, it's like very, I don't know, there's like crystals hanging everywhere and it's very white. And I, I imagine more of like a dark academia vibe, but yeah, he, I feel like he's picked like the, maybe he's picked the section of the library where he doesn't think anyone's going to go. Because what myths what myths are there? Yeah, like, when like, you already live in a world where all the myths are real, what's in that section? So. Um, good point. So maybe he's just trying to find, a like, a hidden place, and then it's like, oh, crap, Grace found me. Which, I, <laughs> you know, I read this, and I didn't note it, so I'm glad that you did. Flint never, Grace just walks in, and she's like, I'm here to learn about dragons. And he's like, well, I'm your guy. Flint doesn't know that yeah. Grace now knows that ev- that all the creatures are real. No, he does not miss a beat about the fact that she now knows everything. Maybe he doesn't even ask her how much she knows. Well, maybe Finn sent out a student email to everybody and like, okay, y'all <laughs> can y'all can stop being so uptight. Grace figured it out. Everybody can resume as normal. So I I don't yeah, know, and I mean like what what happens after the library as well? Nobody seems to cover that up either. So maybe maybe you're right that everybody is aware that she knows. Yeah, because she sees the order walking down the hall, and they they don't tell her, they don't stop her, they don't say don't follow us. There is about to be a vampire showdown. They just like who is it? Is it Byron that looks at her? Yes, Byron. Yeah, he famous just, Byron. This in all of the other books. <laughs> he just like shoots her a look and then shakes his head slowly. Um, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. Marshmallow scene. I, I, we get two good spicy scenes in, um, in the chapters that we covered. We get marshmallow scene and we get Jackson's tower scene. But, um, I I do want to say, does Flint ever, ever blow fire or ice in his human form again? It's, it's very, we know it's, it's so strange. It's a weird thing to picture. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> he he doesn't do it at all and i'm imagining like proper like fire breather but i can't imagine the ice because i've not i've not got anything to go by for, as a reference in my head for that except for one of the x-men yeah i'm really if universal makes the movies i'm like man please don't mess this scene up because it could be really cheesy if you if you didn't execute this well, you um, might have, like come across a bit like a circus performer. Yeah, yeah, that's how I did picture it. Like not like an open mouth, like ah. I pictured it like he's blowing <laughs> bubbles. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what's worse. <laughs> not yeah. I, well, we got to do this for the for the podcast listeners. Just just to picture you guys. Is it an ah or is it a whoo? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and and not to mention. The whole blowing your breath all over the food that your friend's about to ingest. Big COVID violations, guys. That's, don't breathe on people's food. I'm sure that there's some some particles. <laughs> Did you get like really cringy vibes when they were like, this one's yours? I was it, like, ew. Yeah. And, you know, Grace offered one to Flint and he acted taken aback that she offered it 
to him, but then he's like, thanks. And he grabs it really quick and eats it. It's like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to eat what you're offering me. <laughs> but then yeah. he's like, oh, thanks. I don't know. Also, it's my packet of marshmallows. So yeah. Like, of course I am going to eat it. It's like, I bought them. I brought them. I cooked them. But I don't want it if you offer it back to me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So when you first read the book, did you think that Flint was going to be the Jacob? Did you think he was going to be the big rival love interest of the story? Oh, yeah. No, I, I did. But there was something off about him that I couldn't quite place. And I didn't know whether it was just that he felt threatened by Jackson and didn't want to make moves. Yeah, yeah, I definitely detected something there, but I thought that it was because he was afraid of of Jackson. I thought that he was just like super duper nervous. Um, but I thought that the whole series was going to be like Flint versus Jackson. Like I thought that was what the whole all of the books was going to be about. And I'm so glad that it wasn't because I am so burned out on that. <laughs> um, so before uh, before Grace went over to stand you know, sit with Flint, Amka had given her a note and that note pops open as they're packing up because Flint says that there's something going on with the order. Um, but the note says there are a thousand ways to get somewhere, but not all ways are the correct one. And even now, I still don't know what the hell that meant. Um, if, I don't think Flint did either. Yeah, like... Like, is he like, does Amka know that something's going on? I mean, we can discuss it more in the spoiler section, but like... But if she did, do you think that she could have been a little less cryptic? Well, she was giving it to Grace to give to him, and it might have been a power play. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, know... she could have just gone, I know what you're doing. Stop. And I'm, I'm, I'm on a, on a, you know... I'm talking to Grace. Like, she handed the cryptic note to grace to give to him. So it might, I feel like that was a big power play. Yeah. Oh, I mean, she could, she could have really done much better with that scenario. <laughs> yeah. If, if it wasn't such a confusing message. Yeah. Because I mean, even now, like, I think I know how it played into the end of the book, but there's no confirmation. Like it, I, I I'm not, I'm really not sure. Um, but uh, they get up from the table because apparently something's going on with the order. Um, well, I've got a couple. He suddenly changes. He suddenly changes his mood. His mood completely shifts. Yeah. And it becomes really like cold and I, I don't, I'm not really sure how you read it, but it was it was very much like a like a hot and then cold suddenly like let's we're leaving. And at no point does he tell Grace, like, I'm leaving without you. It's let's go. I think he wanted her to see just oh. how scary Jackson could be. That's a good theory. I never even considered that. I have some theories that are, that are too spoilery. Um, but that that's actually a better theory than I had. Like, he wanted her to know what type of danger. Yeah. She was in. Because if he truly cared for her in like a, like, I want to protect you, he wouldn't have let her go near him. Yeah. Well, it worked. It worked the opposite way, though, because. She got the hornies. Oh, God. Simp. I, As, that, uh, same. 
Same. My note was just simp for the destruction scene. That's the, you know, I think that this is the only time that I really, like, love Jackson. I think that this is it. This is the peak of Jackson for me, personally. Because he's definitely not one of my favorite characters. I'm not... I'm not a big fan of him. I know everybody's like, oh, he was so sweet. He just loved Grace so much. I read a Goodreads review of the Crave series from someone who read the entire series and said that they would have rated it a negative billion if they could. But then they proceeded to write like a six chapter reason for why. And it was just because they were so in love with Jackson and they were so upset about <laughs> and but i'm like okay you obviously didn't hate it that much if you read every bit of it you're just sour because the because the, the love interest wasn't the love interest right because you you're not happy about what happened with the love interest but yeah it you know i i this this particular scene i loved it it was exciting made me happy um gave me all the feels yada yada All right. Let's see. Next note's yours. Yeah, she she seems to have it in her head that she's like, I need to get to Jackson. Like, I'm going to hurt myself physically. And she was talking about how much her neck and her arm was hurting. And I'd actually forgotten by this point that she had literally, were, she was from the uh, the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, she was running to try and get to Jackson because she said, I don't want him to do anything because of her, that she that he would regret. And I'm like, who said anything about you? It's so self-centered to think that whatever he was doing was because of Grace. Yeah, it could have it could have been for any reason. It could have been he Cole stole Jackson's pencil case, and Jackson was really pissed off and decided to blimp the guy. But no. Blimp the guy. <laughs> it it must be because of Grace, because she's got to have some love triangle or some guys fighting over her. Like she'd never even mentioned Cole beforehand, so why would have Cole been in the line of fire from Jackson? It's all yeah. I mean, it could just be the bond between them. Like she feels that. Like maybe there's some sense there. But, yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, up until this point, we really didn't get a lot about about Cole. It's very strange. Um, no, and, and she, she mentions him as if he had been there the whole time. Yeah. Uh, we, still, we, <laughs> we were like, oh, was I supposed to know him? Like, sc- like, scrolling back through all of my pages, trying to work out who he was. Yeah, yeah. And then, but, I mean, we I guess when she's like, did he deserve it? Like... <laughs> She just assumes that Jackson wouldn't do it unless the person deserved it, which, you know, that's still not like, I don't think that that's a good reason to blast the school, nearly kill a bunch of kids. But I, yeah. But, you know, I'm all for it. I'm I'm here for it. Like I don't care. throttle, throttle a werewolf. Yeah. In front of everybody to make a statement. And, you know, where the hell did jackson's magic wall powers come in like what where have those been because there are many 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 scenes in the future of the series where jackson creating an invisible wall would be very very helpful why don't we get any more of that 
I don't know, but I'm adding something to the spoiler list quickly before I forget. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I do that all the time. Um, so <laughs> the, the thing that made me laugh the most through these chapters is uh, when, so Jackson basically like grabs Grace gently by the arm. I like that Tracy like threw that in. So he's not just forcefully tugging her around. <laughs> There's not like some weird uh, uh, no consent grabbing of Grace, but uh, Grace says, I'm too, I don't know what. I want to say shocked, but that's not the right word. Neither is disgusted or horrified or any other descriptions, any other emotions. And I'm like, Grace, the word you're looking for is horny. Horny is the word that you're looking for. <laughs> it's, yes. If it's not, if it's not shocked or disgusted or horrified or any other d- emotions, but you're still going with the guy that you literally just saw nearly kill another dude, even though he's tugging you along and acting crooked cryptic and that you literally saw fire in his eyes the word you are looking for is uh thirsty but and, and you know and that's okay and that's o- okay well it is okay except up in the tower i did have a little bit of issue with grace being as pushy as she was because jackson literally tells her to go like he he talks yeah, to you her should go yeah he tells her that the, I mean, he lets go of her hand. He's stepping backwards, and she is just step for step following him, backing him into a corner. And it's one of those things where she's like, I can see he doesn't want me to go. But he's literally telling her to go, and she is not taking no for an answer. So, Grace, sweetheart, no means no, girl. You need to you need to listen. But um, She's also very much of the, I know you won't hurt me. Why are you special? Yeah, yeah. Like he's hurt everybody else. He's being horrible to everybody else. Just because he's being nice to you doesn't mean that he's not capable of it and won't do it, even if he didn't mean to. Yeah. And um and, and you know, maybe I think that it's more that like she saw his level of control. Like she all she talks about is like how she saw that he was so in control because he wanted he was control to- of everybody else. I don't think he was in control of himself. Like the way that Tracy wrote that he sort of waved his arm around and that meant that everybody halted even so much as to fall over themselves. I don't even know whether that was him making everybody stop with just like his influence. I think that that was him actually physically stopping them with his telekinesis because they wouldn't have fallen over themselves. Nobody would have stopped. Surely nobody should, nobody would be that scared of him. Even if he is capable of doing all of these things, I don't think that that would make him invulnerable. Um, and another, and another thing, another thing. (laughs) Um, I'm really sad that we don't get much of a description of the werewolves. Like this is the first time that Grace has seen a human, so supposedly a human, transform into a werewolf. And she's just like, yep, and there are wolves, some in human form, some in wolf form. But Jackson. Yeah. Jackson. Like, give me, give me the furry details. I, I want to know. How big are they? Did you picture them like Twilight big or like regular wolf big? I, th- I, I think I went for regular wolf big because although if they were that big like Twilight, I think that she would have maybe given them a bit more of a... A minute. Yeah. She was um, 
They wouldn't fit She'd too. Very, very fleeting over the fact that there were wolves in the room with her and she didn't really care. Yeah. And, you know, I don't picture, I know that Tracy describes all the members of the order as being like muscular, but I don't picture them that way. I picture them all kind of like, you know, the, the always in black, like well-dressed emo kids. Like they've got that, like my chemical romance aesthetic to them. Um, not, not like, you know, makeup or anything, but they're just like gangly, you know, they're gangly, but super duper powerful which to me is more intimidating like if i see somebody that's big i already know that they're gonna be strong but if someone is tiny and small and has a relatively normal frame and then they're super powerful and that power is just contained and it's a surprise that to me is significantly more intimidating because you don't know what someone like that is capable of just by looking at them so um do you want to get into spoilers? Because I think we have more spoilers than we had regular content, and I'm excited. Yeah, speaking of wolves. <laughs> that, that was my the worst wolf howl ever. Um, okay. So let's start at the library. Back backing up. Grace says that seeing Amka manipulate the elements calms her, which, once again, which is court for those who haven't read it. Uh Grace is um confirmed to be an like an earth elemental and she can also manipulate elements and gargoyles are able to manipulate yep, elements and it's and it's the one element that Amka does not manipulate in front of her <gasps> no wait water she makes it snow for a minute no, Earth. Oh, Earth, Earth, yeah. Because in Witch's Court, Grace can make, she makes a bunch of flowers bloom. Um, I also found it weird that Grace stuck her tongue out and was like, mm, snowflake, like, you don't know what that, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. It's, it's a strange thing nobody to do. Try, nobody, nobody, nobody actually does that. Do you do that? Do you eat snow out of the sky? I don't. I have as a little kid. I've yeah. She's not a little kid anymore. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe it's something magical about the fact that it's snowing in a library. I would be all over that. California doesn't. There's no, there's no snow where she lived. So maybe, it, I mean, she's walked in the snow, but has she ever actually described it as it's snowing outside? So maybe it's her first time, like, watching it fall. I, I, I don't know. Um but clearly, this whole scene, there's just so much foreshadowing here. Amka clearly knows that Grace isn't human. She she says. Yeah. Like, she knows. But why doesn't she say anything to anyone? I have big, big conspiracies against Amka. Because, okay, so here here's all the buildup, right? She knows that Grace is a... Uh, is not more. He, yeah. She knows that Grace. She knows she's more. Yeah. She's more. She knows that Grace is more, right? Uh, the very first thing that made me suspicious is that Leah was in the library reading and she said that Amka lets me close up. So Amka and Leah have a special relationship. Uh, next little bit is that Amka gives Flint that note, passing it through Grace that says that there are many ways to get somewhere, but not all of the ways are the correct one. Which means that she knows that Flint is also up to something. So if there are a thousand ways to get somewhere, is it there are a thousand ways to kill Grace, but not all ways are the correct one? <laughs> Maybe. 
<laughs> like, I'm I'm so like she sends Grace right to where Flint is conspiring and reading. The same I, I'm just I don't know. Um Yeah, I I'm I'm not one hundred percent trustful of her. I feel like she's going to be a main, like, bad guy in court. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's going to be the people, the person that, like, nobody was suspecting, but we knew it all along. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, let's stick stick with us until we get court. I know that we have, like, a gazillion episodes to go, um, but, man, I, I, need, I need to know if Amka has been, like, a bad guy all along. She also might be, you know, like like the chaotic good. Yeah. Or chaotic, like, where she's like, I'm doing things that you might not necessarily agree with or believe in, but I'm doing it for X, Y, Z. Um, that, like, there's a reason behind why she did it the way that she did, but not many people would understand her reasonings behind it. She might be one of those kind of witches where they have um they're like we we have our own traditions and our old cultures and i need to make sure that my tribe are the one that survives and therefore grace has to die because we don't want to bring hudson back or there might have been a reason all along that grace had to be through that like i mean she had to go through this to bring hudson back so that she had her mate well here's the thing we get amka in crush too the scene where um, Grace goes to the library to do research when she first wakes up and finds out that she's a gargoyle. And then she, Amka already has everything laid out and ready for her. And then mm-hmm. Grace doesn't remember anything that happens because Hudson takes control of her body. Yeah. There are multiple scenes in the future that I just, I can't remember exactly how they play out. But I think that we should take note of those because by the time we get court, I think we should have a pretty good case against um against Amka. <laughs> like really like detectives. We've got to make sure that we have all of the evidence. Exactly. So that we can we can provide them to the judges when it comes to her prosecution. Exactly. We are I mean, I like her as a character. I think that she's fun, but I'm not I'm more suspicious of her than I have been of anybody because Leah is written to be suspicious. Like you can tell Amka is not written to be suspicious. And that makes me even more suspicious. Leah's dead though. So, I mean, that was a fleeting moment of like, she was suspicious and then she was suspicious and then she did. Yeah. Whereas Amka, I'm like, "Mm, we're three books in and the, every interaction that we've had with you, you seemed sus. Yeah. Yeah. Um so this is a little fleeting note that um I thought about when I read Covet while I was crying and panicking and sputtering and snotting on myself on the couch um during the final battle in Covet <laughs> which it was one of my favorite moments in book history. Uh favorite moment in in crush history was uh dragon court but that battle was mm, yes all of it um but there was a huge missed opportunity when oh god i hope that everybody's read it because if not like i'm gonna burn your ears but when put, luca put, put your fingers in your ears if you have not read the battle scene in cover yeah 
when Luca. La, 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 la. <laughs> everybody, everybody, all the all the non-readers gone now. Are are we safe? Okay. When Luca gets killed, how sweet and freaking sad would it have been if Flint was able to grow and cover him in like a blanket or blanket of forget me nots since he's like the only dragon that can do that. And they forget me nots. It's forget me nots. Like, would that not be the like such a big missed opportunity, Tracy? Yeah, just I can like I can picture it. I can picture them all like growing and like vining together and creating like a blanket over his body and like. I just even if it was in like a moment of like absolute awe inspiring just crushing emotions where he just like drops to the floor and screams but he puts his palms to the floor <laughs> and flowers erupt everywhere. Oh my You're god. Like, no! <gasps> hey. Flint can grow flowers and he says he's one of the only dragons that can do that and Grace grows it's flowers. <laughs> um that's why he didn't want to kiss her pretty sure she's not gay at all <laughs> pretty sure that he both of his parents no actually i think his dad is white is his dad white is it's aiden right i aiden? think so I think it, yeah i think he is i think that i think that nuri is the is the black parent and i think that his dad is white i think i might be way off or maybe th- is it not described do they describe his dad? I pictured uh, him white. right at the end. Right at the end, when Nuri is given her heart, um, because Nuri flies away on the back of Aiden's back. Okay. There is a the we get a description of Aiden in Dragon Court because he takes Nuri away. She's to be, I think. Oh God, I read it a couple months ago. I believe she is to be wed to someone that she doesn't want to marry and he's dressing he's been called to um wherever she is can't even remember the specifics but he's been called there to attend the wedding and he's literally like in a dressing tent and she slips in while he's getting dressed to hide like she she is in her dreading wedding dress like trying to hide because she doesn't want to get married and he she basically convinces him to smuggle her out because she doesn't want to marry whoever i can't even i can't remember the specifics but maybe we get more from there but yeah the the whole the flowers big missed opportunity i feel like that would have made that scene i mean it was already such a sad scene that would have stabbed me in the heart (laughs) um yeah it would have driven it home also second read through a first read through we we both obviously thought that Flint was the going to be the love interest. Um but second read through we know that Flint is gay. And I that's just that stays in my mind. Every time he flirts with Grace, I know that he is gay. And my note that I and put that he knows that he's gay. It's not like he's like trying it out to double make sure he knows he's gay for the entire series. Yeah. And he, so my note was that Flint being this straight is the most criminal thing that he does in this book. Because now that I know that he's gay, as I'm reading these scenes where he's flirting, I'm playing them as if he is gay, but he's badly acting it all out 
and badly acting that he's straight and i'm <laughs> i'm and it's not smooth at all like nope. Because I've had, like, I have had gay friends who have not come out to other people, but they've come out to me. And then I see how they interact with their friends who still think that they're straight. And you can tell that they're, like, it's crawling under their skin. Like, they feel that that brief amount, like, of just discomfort because they want to be honest, but they can't. And now that's all I can think about when I read this, especially when he's like, you know, when I'm when I'm flirting or I won't flirt until you want me to. And when I do, we'll both know what I'm doing. I'm like, that's what (laughs) are you are you 100 percent straight? Like there there is no. I no curiosity. There's no there's no intrigue. Yeah. desire yeah so i describe myself as if if i was like a line my line could balance on the edge of a razor and it's not for lack of understanding and it's not for lack of um not having enough like exposure to friends who are gay because i would say that 90 percent of my friends are are by um because of you <laughs> <laughs> because of me because of me but yeah i'm i don't know i i assume that for my friends who are who are gay and not bi it, i probably feel the way that they would but for me it is for the same sex so mm-hmm. but i assume that same. you're i assume that you're same oh are you same absolutely same like i am um, <laughs> i cannot get excited by the idea of anything that could come from a woman but i have definitely flirted with women oh yeah oh yeah and i haven't and i haven't felt awful about it i haven't felt dirty i haven't felt like oh i feel uncomfortable doing this um and uh, that's how i'm imagining flint is that he he's not imagining that they are going to eventually be in the bedroom together because he's like, well, I'd never get it, let it get that far because I'm not interested in that. But at the same time, I'm still capable of flirting because I know what I would want in a partner in this moment. And that's a best friend. Wow. And he is able to do that in a way that's not cringy. Like at no point is he overly romantic. At no point is he overly sexual he's very much like a best friend that you eventually come to have feelings for. And that's why when he's leaning forward and she's like, oh God, I wasn't expecting you to want to kiss me. He was like, well, I I wasn't. (laughs) And she was like, oh, thank God. And it was because both of them understood that they hadn't done anything so far that would have been seen as intimate yeah and they maintain that relationship even you know after because this is the most out of character that we see flint in fact i really hate that he was the main like he he came out as being kind of a bad guy in this book and it's part of the reason why crave is my least favorite because flint is probably one of my most favorite characters right next to hudson um so i'm i i don't know i i think that we we get the very best of Flint in the next two books, especially, um, especially in Covet. He's such, 
a good friend to Grace, and he really redeems himself. And I, I highly recommend reading the very first of the two chapters for Dragon Court because there's a, a big like apology scene where they watch um, the sunrise together. They wake up at Dragon Court. Grace leaves her bedroom where Hudson is sleeping, gets up extra early because Flint wants to meet with her, and they go watch the sunrise together so he can like really, really apologize to her. And it's it's super sweet. So And laugh at the fact that Hudson cannot because he will burn to a crisp because he he chowed down on her that night. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he had to he had to stay hidden. That's right. <laughs> Which, you know, that's funny. Now that um I remember that little part. Uh, Jackson has just munched on two people, a, a wolf and Grace. So is it just human blood? I don't know. Like human, human blood? Or is it Grace isn't any human. blood that isn't an animal? Grace isn't human. It's a good point. Also, Amke, what did you think of the thing that she said about we're all human, we're just got a little bit something else yeah. in us? And I was like, what does that mean? Like, I thought that it was a race thing. So is human not a race? Or as a species? What's the difference? I don't know. I don't know. And maybe she was trying to make Grace feel like like we're all like we're all the same. Well, I think hu- human is the species. And and then the supernatural is the race. Because as far as I can tell, based on the fact that what we've read so far, vampires can still mate with humans. Witches can still mate with humans. You wouldn't be able to mate with something else. It, it would be like um, like a dog a and a cat. cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you, you're different species. So maybe that's what she meant is that humans are the species that we are all human, but we just have something a little bit different about us that's made us part of a community within the human race. That's a that could be applied to skin color as well. Bravo, Amka. I hope you don't turn into a bad guy though, because <laughs> <laughs> you're you're so forward and forward thinking, and now you're evil. <laughs> I th- I think she's gonna be. I really do. Um, let's see. Uh, so when they get to the um the lounge and Flint sees the fight, it talks about him like he is mad and he's flexing his fists. What I want to know is is he like is it like love and worry for Jackson there? Like oh no, you know because he he obviously is still in love with Jackson. Is it love and concern for Jackson that he's feeling? Or is he seeing, like, Hudson and getting flashbacks? I thought that it was because he couldn't get past the barrier. <laughs> well, I mean, but why would he want like to? He was, but he, like, because he loves Jackson. Yeah. So, do you, um, But do you think that that's it? Or do you think he's mad because he's like, oh, no, it's happening again? And maybe. He's, maybe. Or that he didn't want to cause a scene. Um, he did. He didn't want like because because it's still not explained why Jackson would go after Cole and and Flint doesn't even say anything to Grace like why is this happening I don't understand like what happened because he got a text did uh, he uh, to to like say that something's going down with order yeah Who yeah texted him oh I I did oh. Hmm. Like who? Who was it? Because it, it like 
everybody that you think that it could be is not. Because the only people in the room were the Order and the Wolves, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So who texts Flint? No idea. Hmm. Well. Unless it was like a, like a school, you know, like a school like memo that like everybody gets texted because like <laughs> CC to all. Attention. <laughs> is going down in the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. Um, if this, if you don't forward this text onto your five threads, you will be dead by morning. <laughs> One of those chain, chain emails that we got. Oh God. But they still happen. Yes. I get them, but it's really? all, it's all old people who send them to me. <laughs> it's like friends of my mom will send me like, a, uh, like, I don't want to die in the morning. So I forwarded it onto all of my friends. Oh. Thanks. Thanks, Auntie Sharon. Icky, icky. Um, and then you want to hit the last note because I didn't note this, but I have, I have thoughts. <laughs> so at some point, she 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 can't get past this telekinetic wall um, that Jackson has put up. And she's realizing that, like, okay, it's not within, it's not within me. It's not, a, it's not a barrier that. Like I can still move, but at the same time, there's like a, an invisible wall that I can't go through. And then all of a sudden, she just can. And Flint is very surprised by it. Um, and I'm just like, is that is that the whole, like, magic doesn't affect her? But then I thought that I was like, well, why did it affect her to begin with? Is it the mating bond? I don't know. Like, he can't I keep just- her out? I don't know. Because as soon as she does walk through it, it stops working for everyone else. I feel like it's the mating That's bond. That's what I read I feel, anyway. I feel like she's like breaking the condom, like she's penetrating through. And <laughs> <laughs> That's why it stops working. <laughs> Surprise! See, I, didn't, I didn't know that she was maybe something like Pharaoh, where she's like got this ability to break spells, but she doesn't know how she's done it. Yeah, that, um, yeah. Where she's like, you're doing this, so I'm just going to stop it, but I don't know why or how I've done it. But that, because if it was just that magic doesn't affect her, that would have been that she'd walked through, but nobody else would have then been able to. But by her walking through, she broke the seal. (laughs) Yeah. And Flint's like, what the hell? (laughs) Like, he's never seen anything like that. Or she was just powerful enough to penetrate it and then he wasn't able to hold it up anymore because she broke it. Yeah, that could that could be the case too. Like once she broke through, he could feel her. My thought was like it's a bubble and he can't really feel her. He's closing <laughs> her out. It. <laughs> yeah. Like like he's he's trying to keep his rage contained within the bubble, but then she penetrates through that bubble to the point where he can now <laughs> feel her. You like that word, don't you? Penetrate. <laughs> it's he, the penetrate the bubble. <laughs> penetrate the bubble. Um it's like, well, Jackson and and uh, Grace are never one for personal space bubbles. So she was just like, nope, not another one. No bubble. Remove. Yeah. We- <laughs> she just pre- control, alt, delete. And then, yeah, she talks about like him always closing her out, but she's always shoving in that bubble. Like she does it yeah. so much. She's and- so rude. <laughs> like he's pulling his hand away from her and she's like, no, mine. <laughs> um, what did you think at the end, the end of the, this scene? 
So she is talking about how it's like, I just want you. I want you. I need you. I need to feel you. I need to not be scared. I need to prove to you that I want, I'm not afraid of you. No, 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 no. Show me. Were you expecting him to bite her? Because I was not no, me expecting neither. him to bite her. It was very like, a, I was expecting him to kiss her, like rather like ravagingly or transform into his true form, which could have been something, I don't know. A bat. I was expecting anything except, okay, sure, I'm going to now bite you. Yeah, and he's asking her questions. Like, it, it's like, it kind of sounds like consent. Like, are you sure? Are you sure? But he never says, okay, I'm going to bite you now. I think that a little bit more of a heads up would have been good. I mean, granted, she does describe that uh, that bite like the big O, in the in the but next- like, but could you imagine? I mean, I'm I'm hoping that nobody under the um, age of consent is in in here. But I mean, I think that you can understand at the same point of view that like if you've given somebody permission to have sex with you, that doesn't then mean that they can stick it in your ass. <laughs> they can't do anything like, that they want. Yeah, like I'm like, um, well, you, I wasn't expecting that. I was assuming that we were on the same page of this was where the story was going and then all of a sudden you did something worse. Yeah, and he didn't, like, specify, like, I'm not biting with intent to change you. Like, she has no, no idea. And and not even that, it's a kiss that apparently is a big O. Yeah, yeah. At least I, when... Uh, that is for, that, like, surely that is way more intimate than just kissing, but he went straight for that. Instead of going, okay, well, well, I could do this, or I could do this. No foreplay. Like, what would you like? like? What would you like? Great. This is this is consent. This is how to do consent. Is what would you like me to do? Because so far, you've all you've said is you want me and you need me, but I don't know how extreme you want me to go in. But definitely don't do the most extreme first. Yeah, that's like in in uh, covet. It's so better played out with Grace and Hudson because he's like, I, I don't want to. And she's like, no, do it, do it. And then he's kissing her and then she's finally just like, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> like the line of the book is just do yeah. it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And he does it. And you knew what she meant by that. Right. That everybody was on the same page. But this, I was like, where, where, where did this come from? I was expecting anything but a bite. Um, I know he's a vampire and I know that that could be a really naive way of me thinking about like vampire romance fiction, but I want you and I need you doesn't translate to bite me. <laughs> yeah. And not to mention we've got bloodborne pathogens here. Like he's <laughs> cross contamination. He just bit somebody else. He's probably still got it dripping down his face. Like he, he bit Cole. Yeah. He drank Cole, then he grabs Grace, takes her upstairs, and within ten minutes he's biting her. Is he not? Is he not full? Yeah, really. Like, is he? Man, this, this like he's like going for the Olympic breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I just I think that that was like really rude on both of their parts. That like neither of them said aloud what their expectations of that encounter to be and both of them just made assumptions i mean yes on its own being whirled around by a vampire and with your butt against him yeah <laughs> yes bite me but if all you had wanted to do up until that point was to just touch him or be touched by him 
you wouldn't have wanted a sudden jump to being bitten and drunk from. Yeah. It's a bit extreme. No, I... Like, oh, I just want to kiss you. Nah, <laughs> anal. <laughs> yeah. No. It doesn't... That's not what I was expecting. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't have gone to that step with you. I just don't want to jump from the bottom to the top step in one leap. Now, I mean that... Because then there's nowhere to go. But that, I mean, and this is just us speaking as adults and people right well adults and in real lasting relationships obviously that wouldn't make for a compelling book to read um this is more of just those telltale lessons that we hope that especially our younger readers um that we hope that you guys you read it but you don't think that that's the normal way to do a relationship just because you you read it which you know i'm i was one of those people who read twilight and i was like oh my god he's edward is just so he loves bella so much and then as an adult i read it saving himself yeah i read it as an adult and i'm like oh my god you are a narcissistic controlling asshole (laughs) like yeah so he comes across as a very much like a god complex like he's like a martyr he's doing everything he's sacrificing himself so that he can be with bella but actually, it's all power play. Yeah, yeah. D- the the best... You now owe me because you actually physically caused me pain for me to be in a relationship with you. So therefore, you owe me. Yeah. Which that's... Relationships need to be like give and take. And you must have a life outside of that relationship. Otherwise, in the event that that relationship were to end, you would have... I mean, it's... A world a, to go back to. Yeah, you gotta. Ha- you have to have a little bit of sense of self there as well. Um, yeah, about, about this scene is that like you should savor each first, not thirst, first. <laughs> yeah. Um, so enjoy the first kisses, enjoy the first cuddles, enjoy the first like romantic sessions with each other and doing things that are new and explore what your likes are and what his likes are. Because imagine if you were in Grace's position and you didn't like the biting that you thought that you did up until the point where he did it, she still wasn't able to say no because he's a vampire and can force that upon her. I mean, do you you think that if she said, oh, I don't like this, I'm not into this, that he would have stopped? Um, I don't think that she would have been physically able to say it because he's a vampire. He has that control over her. Yeah, she kind of goes limp noodle. Yeah. And then, and then she he says some like really derogatory things to Uncle Finn in the next, oh, the yeah. next scene as well. And I would have felt really violated, like really uncomfortable, like leading other people on to believe that we had done more. He goes total like, bro. Like he goes like like he goes like Chad. He's yeah. He like I don't know. I'm it's gross. I'm I'm yeah. That that was like it I would have been an intimate, immediate turn off for me, and I would have never gone back. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, would you like to move on to fan questions? Because I only yes. have a few minutes before I got a skadoodle. It's snowing here in Ohio right now, and I have to be on the road in a few minutes. So <laughs> I have to be on a plane in two days. <laughs> I hope that we can land. Uh, you will. There won't be snow. It's it. It's the last like little bit that we're getting, but um, okay. All the Brits, all the Brits listening are just like, yeah, the whole country stops when it snows. 
it gets like that here sometimes, depending on how bad it is. Um, okay. So, so would you like me to read out the questions? Yeah, you had three, right? Uh, yes, because I panicked thinking that no one had answered the second <laughs> question because they didn't understand it. But I added a third one just in case. All right, go um, ahead and read the first and I have the results up. So the first one is, if you were an elemental, which element would you prefer to be able to control? Earth, wind, fire, or air? Or no, or water. <laughs> hmm. Let me think. When... Um... Yeah, I think, I think fire, honestly, because it would be, you know, what destruction. Well, what would the practical use of any of the others be? You know, at least with fire, you could do cool things. You know, it'd be fun. It would be fun to show people. The second choice would probably be Earth, though, just because I I could see some practical use if it was like how Grace can make flowers bloom. Like I would love to think how fast you could blow dry your hair. Yeah, like there, I can see practical. With wind. Oh, wind! Yeah, that that's another one. I guess there could be some practical uses for wind. Blow, dry, dry your laundry. Well, I have a dryer. <laughs> I don't. Um, and water. Um, you you can make snow. I don't care about snow. I get enough of that. I would earn so much money if I could make snow. No, fire. Fire, You could. I could go out and clear people's driveways like in a second. Just <laughs> charge a bunch of money for my super fast driveway clearing service since we live in snowy Ohio. Yeah, fire. You'd never be cold. You'd never be cold again. And I'm always cold. Fire's my pick for sure. Um, fire, and then I, I think that for me, second would be earth. What about you? I have no preference. I think that water would be pretty cool because I think that there's a lot of like applicable uses for water. Okay. Um, but then I don't think any of the elements would be useful in my profession and I wouldn't want any of them near paper. So <laughs> I wouldn't trust myself to be around anything. Like one flick of the wrist and I've set fire to my house. <laughs> Like, I am so clumsy that guaranteed that would happen. Um, I mean, yeah, it's really cool to be able to have one of those. If I had to choose, I think that I would choose Earth. Um, I think that that would be pretty cool. Like, Earth bending, like being able to throw stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Any of them. Any of them. I, like, I, they're all on an equal level playing field, but they're all so destructive, I wouldn't trust myself with them. Yeah. Can I, I have a different power? I would I would have to be like sure that I could control them before I would want any of them. Yeah. Um, but so interesting answers. Fire was definitely number one at 27 votes, probably a lot more by the time this episode airs. Uh, water was <laughs> second most at 20, 21 votes. Earth is next at 17. And wind only had four. Only four people were interested in wind interesting um okay you want to move to the second question because it looks like we got some good answers so the second question is did you also think that flint was about to kiss grace and if it was you would you have closed the gap Ooh. and what would you have said all right um good answers here so let's see one person said yes i would have kissed him it's flint uh 
One person said, I would have closed the gap because who wouldn't like to kiss a dry? <laughs> <laughs> um, if Hudson exists, then no. But if it's only me and Flint, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. Flint's that's, the consolation prize. Yeah, that's, you know, Flint's, he is the, uh, he's like the fallback, the fallback boy. I, I dare say that I like Flint more than I like Jackson. Um, oh, definitely closed it, especially if he had just roasted marshmallows and grew flowers for me. Let's see. He was, oh, someone said he has been a little bit weird. Obviously, I would reject any kiss. And then one person said I wouldn't Somebody have said. Somebody suspicious of him then. Huh? So she was, she was too suspicious of him to let it, let yeah. it happen. Yeah. Um, and one person said, I wouldn't have said anything and I would have just turned my head. Um, <laughs> On the cheek. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if he wasn't going for the kid. <laughs> oh, God. And, and Grace, like, kissed him and he was like, whoa, whoa eh, no. <laughs> oh, it would have been really awkward. That would have been a great time for him to come out, like, way earlier. Like, no, Grace, 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 gay, Grace. Gay, gay, I'm gay, Grace. Gay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. All right. But I see some. I see somebody else got confused and and said that they would just kiss my dog's nose. <laughs> oh yeah, because <laughs> you used uh, Pixel in the pictures. Everybody who's watching on YouTube, you guys get to see the cute pictures of Pixel and little napping. Snoot, little Snoot, Snoot, Boopum Snoot. That was whilst I was reading the chapters. He decided to come and sleep on me. The Boopum Snoot. All right, and then your last question was. About marshmallows and their preferred level of toastiness. Yeah. How toasted do you like your marshmallows? And most people... Could be a euphemism if you wanted. Oh. Well, most people said a little over half, which is... I'm... I'm Normal. Yeah. I like I like mine a little, a little crispy, which when you come here, you get to have s'mores. Um, s'mores with the moors. S'mores with the moors. Yeah. You get to have s'mores with the moors. Um because my last name is Moore, guys. They probably don't know that. <laughs> um, but we'll make some s'mores because apparently s'mores are very American, which I would have never known. Um, <laughs> well, we we do toasted marshmallows, but we don't do it with the Hershey's and the graham because we don't have graham crackers. Yeah. So it's going to, whatever it is, whatever s'more you make, I will have never tasted anything like that because we don't have the ingredients to make that. Well, that's going to be one of the first things we do because we have a fireplace in the house. So, okay, it'll be fun. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. A little bit of news, though. Amber doesn't even know this. I just remembered it. Um, I'm working for working for working on a Christmas present for everybody who subscribes to the YouTube channel. Obviously, it's virtual, so I'm not going to be sending any bundled packages down your chimneys. Um, Though I wish I could, because I really appreciate how many of you guys have subscribed to the channel. But even if you listen to this podcast on Spotify, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can search it by just typing in Crave the Book Podcast. It should pop right up. Subscribe to the channel because there's going to be some content on there that I'm working on uh, that's only going to be available through our YouTube. And it should be done sometime in December. And it's just something that you're going to be able to listen to while you're chilling, while you're working, while you're cleaning, uh, while you're doing homework. Something relaxing and fun and very, very Crave-themed. 
So Amber, I'll let you know what that is after we hang out. I'm excited. All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out. And next week we will have Amber here. So yay. I will will promise that I will not do an American accent. Hopefully I will not have assimilated too much and become one of them. One of them. I don't, an American accent to me is nothing. It's just flat. Is it? (laughs) But the thing is, I, I copy accents really, really well. Um, to the point where I don't even notice. Um, like for example, I don't even have I don't have a single leftover of my original dialect. So I'm from Somerset, so I'm supposed to sound kind of like Hagrid. Um, and I don't I don't have anything apart from the word roller and ruler that yeah. I just cannot seem to say without the R's properly being pronounced. Um, but I'm imagining within two days I am going to say up and soda pop instead on all those things i'm gonna say all the ohioan dialect and it's gonna be really annoying for me to have to undo (laughs) well you're not doing it very well right now so no worries no worries (laughs) (laughs) all right guys thanks for hanging out and uh we'll see you next week Bye -bye. bye